Welcome to The Pipeline. I'm Piper. I'm here to break it down for you in the following ways. News, pop culture, expect a little politics, and the general comings and goings of our planet. A quick shout out to my sponsors, Fades by Fox, best fades in the game. Go check him out and make your appointment today through his Instagram at the Trill Messiah and at 408 Farms, also on Instagram. These people are fine cannabis cultivators and can of products. Send my Cali fam a message on Instagram at 408 Farms with the coupon code Pipe Did It Again, and you'll receive an extra can of product made with love just for you. course Cullen. Hey how you doing? My co-host and today we're going to be touching on wealth and inequality in America but yes. let's start off with uh, touching on some local news. The uh, woman Amber Gar- Geiger, sorry, the policewoman who shot uh, Botham Jean um, about a year ago here yeah, in Dallas. about a year ago. Um, because she thought... She was, a off- she was an off-duty police officer and he lived in the same apartment complex he as her. He was asleep. Yeah, yeah, he knocked, she came home from work, and uh, tried, she tried to get into his apartment thinking it was hers, I guess, that's what the street says, and he opened the door, and then she fatally shot him. Which is such a travesty, but um, the justice system came through, fortunately, for both him and his family today. She was convicted, um, and I don't think she's been sentenced yet. She has been sentenced yet, but yeah, what... What kind of helped change the, or what helped uh, her getting convicted of guilty as well was she had a bunch of racist texts on her phone and stuff. She, uh, there was like three or four different cases of her just saying real racist bullshit on her phone, like in texts. And uh, that kind of helped them because she was saying it wasn't race motivated, it wasn't this, it wasn't that. It's just a, just a misunderstanding, I guess. But I don't know how in the world. I don't know. She th- she thought it was her apartment, which I don't know. It's just a crazy story. But just think, thankfully, she got convicted guilty because she tried to murder somebody. Uh, yeah, it's what I've seen. Like it didn't take the jury long that was presiding over her case long mm-hmm. to come to a verdict at all of guilty. And yeah. I think that if she had been found not guilty. I think Dallas would just be in an uproar today. Uh, yeah, probably, I think the whole nation would shake all the a little time. bit. I, I, you would think that, and it does. It's with part of this news cycle, though. Like people are outraged for a day, and then the next craziest story comes up the next day. But yeah, finally, a police officer got convicted for doing something like like this. But usually, it's not the case. This is really out of the ordinary. So it's it's good to see getting held accountable for actions because that's inexcusable. So uh, good for both. But yeah, family, we still we still got to see but, uh, what she, the sentencing. We still got to make sure. I mean, because for all we know, she could get. Time served for probation or some yeah, t- super some light sentence, but at something. least at least she was found guilty. That's all we can thankfully. So um, the election is coming up, and um, President Trump currently finds himself under fire. Yeah, he's uh, yeah because of or uh, facing the impeachment inquiry finally because of um, his uh, phone call with, between him and the president of the Ukraine. 
asking him or pretty much bribing the president of the Ukraine to look into yeah. Joe Biden, just former kind of, Vice President Joe Biden's yeah. son, who's just Joe Biden Jr. Well, Joe Biden is, no, his name is Hunter. For dirty, uh, uh, for... They're, they're trying to, because Joe Biden is running against the president, he asked on a phone call with the uh, Ukrainian, uh, is it prime minister or president? President. Okay, the, prime, uh, the Ukrainian president, if... Um, he could help find dirt on his son and then in turn Joe Biden, which would help kind of like smear his name for the campaign, which for is sure. super legal. You can't do that. And Trump is saying like, well, I didn't, he's, he's also talking about pro non or pro, he's pretty much saying he didn't directly ask him to do anything. There was no agreed upon shit. Like you do this That's for me, I'll do that for well, you. Yeah, but the reason he, this phone call is um, not, is not facing the same kind or not under the same kind of scrutiny as Watergate is because um, there were sound bites of uh, former President Nixon um, offering aids um, it was a it, yeah, blackmail amounts to do this criminal activity yeah and, and this there is no uh, set amount on the phone call. But it's implied though, because the president, the Ukrainian president, said, "I need more javelins, which are uh, it's a that's a piece of weaponry. It's like yeah. and it's like air to ground missiles and stuff." And he's like, "Well, before we talk about that, let's talk about uh, this." So he didn't directly ask for it, but it's like super. It seems. I mean, he did though. Like I don't know. It's yeah. It's wild. But so he's facing his impeachment inquiry at the same time. Um, the presidential candidates. Candidates that are um, up right now, they're talking about their tax plans. They're different ones. Oh, yeah. They're, they're just running. There's a... Yeah, it's a... Their ideas for different policies. The Democrats so, are trying to get their... They're doing their thing to see who's going to run against Trump. They're trying to... do. They're doing their pre preliminaries. So, um, wealth and inequality ties into all of this because... Um, that's like one of the... Yeah, that's one of the biggest things in all the debates Because this tax policy being, um, for example... Uh, See, proposed by Bernie Sanders, would help um, the income gap that we're all struggling from, really, in America. So, wealth inequality is um, the inequality of wealth distributed among the citizens of a society, in our case, America. So, we have, we live in a society with an extreme wealth um, inequality. We're the lowest of any developed country. From 1973, the middle, way, the middle uh, class's wages have flatlined, while wages of the CEO have tripled almost. Oh, more, yeah, even more than that. Just CEOs are, are earning uh, 500 to 1,000 times their regular worker, the regular employee of their business. This is what um, Bernie Sanders is honestly calling extreme wealth. He wants to tax the extreme wealth. Those CEOs that um, make $10 billion a year. He says there should be no billionaires, and I, yeah. And uh, I agree with that completely. That's a failing of the of capitalism. There should be no, especially there should be no billionaires while there's people at the bottom that are just struggling, struggling so hard. so hard. So um, the reason you might be asking, like, hey, why did your why did our wages stop rising in 1973? Go back to that. So what happened was after World War II, we came back home and uh, the economy was enriched. We were Boomer. we were producing. We were invigorated. We came back home from the war and we had growth. President Dwight D. Eisenhower was is honestly being called in today's terms a socialist because he taxed the rich super hard right out of the gate. Yeah. And every administration since then, that has regressed. 
And so then we see... Listen, listen, listen. So every generation after World War II saw an increase of... Um, an increase in economic growth. They saw uh, their World lifestyle um, improve, definitely. Yeah, but after World War II, through the 70s. That's through the, the 70s. It stopped this then. all it's stopped continuing in 1973 day. when it flatlined. And so middle-class America, who had grown accustomed to a new lifestyle, a new way of being, had to adjust to, these, uh, to this mass inequality, to this uh, flatline of wages. So then we see women coming into work, which helped the middle class because it's now defined a middle class family. It has to almost be a two-income household or it can't exist. And we see that yeah. in the feminization of poverty. Um, that means we see women go to work, but then we saw marriages fall apart. People stop getting married and we see the rise in single parent homes, single income homes, and most of them were female. So, so much of our single mother families, they're who are struggling below the poverty line. That, yeah, that and people of color. Um, yeah, it's, it's a huge, the middle class is what makes, the, the middle class is disappearing in this country and it has been since 73. And a middle class is what makes an, an economy work. Especially a social, or a, uh, not social, I'm sorry, a capitalistic society, which we are so dead set on having. So, without the middle class, the middle class is what spent, they're the ones that make money for the big dogs, and then they're the ones that spend, spend, the, money. spend the money that stimulates the economy. Stimulate the economy. We're so, the decision makers, and we should, in our own um, democracy, hold the most power, but we don't because of this mass wealth inequality that we're experiencing. Yeah. And it's only going to keep going. Yeah. Because the way that wealth and income inequality works is the upper, upper, the super wealthy, they go to school together, they go to outings together, they uh, they get in bed with each other, they swim together, you know, they're going to outings. Yeah. We know them, they know us, we're all good. And yeah. they, they watch out for one another. They created a class above us and almost exist entirely outside of the populace that is... Um, the rest of America, the ninety-nine percent. Yeah. And we are struggling because there is they they have the cho a chokehold on the wealth that our country makes every year, and um, well, Nick, the trickle down economics yeah, that's what I was about is to bring up. is what it is. It's a it's, it's a chokehold, and the trickle down is not who, was satisfying it, us was anymore. It, well, it never really. It was I think Reagan. Reagan's the one that coined the term trickle down economics, and that's the idea. That if the the rich keep getting richer, the amount of money they have will start trickling down to their employees, to their, their quote unquote job creators. So the the money they have will go down to the other people, and the money can get distri uh, equally distributed. But the thing that we've learned about that is it just isn't true. The the wealthy, the extremely wealthy, hoard their money, and they just keep getting richer and richer and richer. They don't, and even instead of even giving more money down low, they find ways to tighten their purse strings even more. You look at the things going on in Amazon and stuff, and they have to work like 12-hour shifts with no bathroom yeah. breaks. Technology and, and automation of yeah, so lower-income jobs, um, that is what's like really suffocating the American Well, and then also the, the, the CEOs, the hyper-rich, 
they're, instead of doing things to make their employees or their people under them get more money, they're doing the opposite. They can make more money and then they hold on to that more money. They're not passing the money along That's, as they should. For example, like in the uh, bailouts uh, in 08 and 09, the big banks would bail out the banks, but the big banks, what did they do? They didn't pay everybody in the company and save the company. They paid themselves. That's an example of yeah, what with we're the bonuses about. and stuff. They, they gave themselves like they took federal money and bonuses. paid themselves. Yeah, it's insane. So um, yeah, so okay, so here's an example. So we're talking about how um, and like Reagan, he's really the one that came up with trickle down, uh, trickle down effect, and economics and all that. And he's the one that kind of brought. Did that. So in 1982, around that time period, the top, Forbes, you know, they had the richest 40 people or whatever, the list of the most wealthy people. The top of the list had $5 billion, which is still insane. But that was the richest man back, back then. then. The, yeah, the number one was sure. $5 billion. In 2018, the highest paid person has $160 billion. So they're not redistributing that wealth. That money is just staying. They just keep holding on. They just keep having it. It's, it's truly absurd. And there's the, the idea of trickle-down economics and like, well, this idea of job creators, that, oh, the people that are rich, they create jobs, but they really don't. They, the middle class creates jobs. Like, the, the, the really rich, they just have the money. They don't, they, they're really not creating jobs. They're honestly not looking to create jobs. Yeah, they're, they're looking to innovate so that they can um, do money, what they yeah. do more efficiently. So their pr cost of production is lower. Mm -hmm. What also has had a hand in um, suffocating the middle class is global globalization, which is... Um, like your your Apple iPod phone, so you you buy it here in America, but it's made um, parts are shipped from Germany to China. Parts are shipped from uh, I know parts are shipped from Alaska to China, assembled all in China, then shipped back to America. Well, so all of those jobs, all of that creation is being done for. Um, pennies on the dollar in China. Because you can pay, Apple can pay $2 for a wage in China for someone to assemble this phone rather than $15 an hour here in America yeah. so someone can live and stimulate our economy. Have you seen that documentary about the people that make the iPhones? I think it's in China. And there were so many kids, like, because it's like young kids, there were so many people just committing suicide and jumping off the top floors and stuff. They had to put nets. They started building nets around it. So instead of making it a better situation for these employees, they're like, oh, we'll just have a... A suicide, suicide net. net. So yeah, it's can't absurd. get can't get you on that so, way. Yeah, so it's so <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's 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 just truly absurd. Like these rich people don't care about us. They they don't see us as anything other than walking dollar signs. It's it's really messed up. And like the, so, we Piper was talking earlier about how um, it's almost you have to have a two person household to have a uh, to like be, be in, in the, the middle to exist in the middle class. Well, here's the thing: to even exist, there's. So everyone thinks it's super uh, socialist and stuff to try to make, you know, fight for 15 and $15 minimum wage. But people aren't w li earning a livable wage. So they aren't making enough money to survive. So it's, it's just, it's so, it's so sad. And people, there's so many elitists and stuff that be like, well, maybe if they went to college. Well, first off, those opportunities aren't available to everybody. And second off, some people aren't, they're not equipped to go to college. They're not necessarily smart. They're not cut out for that and it doesn't mean they shouldn't get to have a livable wage they should still be yeah, able to survive in this country what you just said is getting especially uh more severe as the income gap increases yeah. because people who are poor sometimes they'll their whole life uh the, the way they see the world is poor they yeah. can't it's called the glass floor 
we uh, it's in 2019 it's harder for the children of this generation to make it from poverty into the middle class than yeah. it is anywhere else in the world mm-hmm. because of this wide gap yeah well and it's getting wider and wider it's the, the middle class is disappearing it's it's just going away we're talking about all the, the super rich so the super rich are getting richer which is making the divide bigger you know the 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 highest person on the totem pole is making more and more money, and the person on the lowest lowest on the totem pole is making less and less money and is getting less and less opportunities and having less and less ways to fight their way out. Because the American dream is you pick yourself up by the bootstraps and you survive. But like that, those That's opportunities, yeah, those are they're disappearing. They the just American don't dream exist. is like it's gone. It's a distant memory. Yeah. I've seen it written again and again. Um, people uh, people don't believe that like their children are going to be able to um, make it and be better than they were in this generation because of this gap, because it takes so much to survive. Mm-hmm. I mean, because of this inequality, we're seeing this also has everything to do with why people aren't having children. Because you yeah. definitely need a double-income family to survive with the child in mm-hmm. any class. Yeah. And so we see, um, we're seeing now, we're seeing people not have children as much, not make families as much, and it's just, it affects everything. Because what decides your class, most people think that they're in the middle class, and what decides your class is your income, your occupation, and your education. Because your income can usually determine your lifestyle, and uh, your income is directly related to your occupation, um, which has to do with your skill level which is directly related to your education Mm -hmm. so um if you aren't if this income gap is making it harder for social mobility for people to rise out of poverty Mm -hmm. so they don't get that education and then um we see people just um struggling to just survive if people are remaining poor and or they aren't getting their education to uplift the economy Mm -hmm. then um we are just we as you said we're just digging ourselves into a bigger hole yeah we need to um tax the wealthy the extreme wealthy like bernie sanders says his tax plan starts at taxing the rich at eight percent right off the bat yeah um whereas another presidential candidate elizabeth Elizabeth warren Warren, hers starts or uh, caps off at three which is gonna have more of a slow burn effect bernie's um can get through all of its uh the Supreme Court uh, hearing it would have to go through to even see if it's constitutional to tax the rich at this level, then um, over about 15 years it would raise trillions of dollars. Yeah, so let's, let's get into the, the presidential candidates a little bit because this plays into what we were talking about earlier with the president and stuff and like him, uh, you know, him, him being impeached and stuff, which is also this is kind of the worst time for this to come up because it's it, it's. Uh, it's just not great because, uh, you know, he's getting a lot of he's all the people are going to rally around him that already support him and stuff. And then it's right around the time of this election. So it's just going to muddy the way it's I don't know. Just to me, I wish this would happen a year ago. But uh, but all the different. So wealth inequality is a huge point in the uh, in the run for Democratic for their candidates and stuff. And what they're uh, you, you may hear in different different forms like uh they're talking about getting rid of uh, student student loans. They're talking about um, what are the main ones? Student loans, medic. They're trying because, to because um, as the rich have not been taxed. Uh, like uh, at Berkeley, when it first started, it was zero dollars to attend Berkeley. But um, since the 
wealth and inequality gap has increased and the colleges have started to charge more on intuitions no. because uh, the taxation is less on the rich. So that means that getting that education costs more. I read recently that in the 70s, you could have a minimum wage job and have an apartment and then gra and then pay for college and without acquiring any debt off a minimum wage job. And now think about it, you can't even get an apartment, let alone also pay for school. Anything, a minimum wage job yeah. is just that minimum wage. You can't, it's like, it's only good for like high school kids or something. Like you can't make any money that way. But anyway, what I was saying with the candidates and stuff, um, so they all kind of have a plan. They all kind of doing something, quote unquote, to try to make uh, to, to address the inequality, the health, the wealth inequality thing. And um, both I would say Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are getting the most heat for saying that they're just straight up socialists and uh, you know communism and this and that. There, but. The thing is, honestly, Elizabeth Warren's not even on the same level as Bernie Sanders with that stuff. Her, all of her stuff is kind of slow burns, things that in like 20 years we would see uh, X amount of increase. And it's really, it's not, if anything, any help would be help and be good. But all of her stuff is not very radical. It's all very just kind of status quo, kind of going with uh, how government works in uh, Washington and stuff. And then like uh, Joe Biden, he's not even, he, he's such like an old school, just, politician he's like oh i don't believe in that he he's just he might as well be republican in my eyes but whenever uh, you talk about exact me as well i i agree yeah. he might as well be a Repu republican um when you look at when this is ever brought up you see the right automatically use the term class warfare class warfare yeah. class warfare but this they're uh these administrations being allowed to um just let the wealthy accumulate all of this just extreme amounts of just money gross amount of wealth is it is that is class warfare yeah Look I think what the, they've, done. they've decimated we've the been class in class war. warfare forever and then we're the, just losing the low class or the the underclass has is in negative wealth yeah they're negative income for 2018 and negative wealth means you have more you you owe more money you have more debt than all the money you make and what all your assets are worth you i mean just think about this think about the numbers like Four families in the United States have and make more wealth and income than the bottom half it's, it's even of three. America. <laughs> I mean, I wish it was four, but it's just Jeff Bezos, oh, Bill I've, Gates, and um, Warren Buffett. Just these three dudes, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, and Warren Buffett, the three richest men, their combined wealth is more than the bottom 50% of American wealth. Of all wealth. of us. That's Isn't insane. that insane? So if they got taxed a little bit, what, how, like, oh, can you also, even Amazon imagine? Oh, and also Amazon doesn't pay taxes. Jeff Bezos' company, one of the richest men in the world, his company just straight up doesn't pay taxes. Yeah, and the thing is, is um, Warren Buffett, he is one of the richest men in the world, and he's coming out saying that the way that America works, which is in his favor, is wrong. Yeah. He says, he's literally quoted as saying, the problem with America is people like me. And it's um, insane to see an old, crusty white guy just coming out yeah, on now he has a conscience it's yeah. odd we, he's made so much money he's um like yeah the fourth wealthiest person almost in the world mm -hmm. and um he so is coming out about. against the policies that made that led to his success well also you hear stuff like oh bill gates gives away half of his fortune and stuff and still how they're see this is exactly what we're talking about this is they're built to always still be making absurd amount of money bill gates has given away a crazy amount of his money but he's still one in the top three richest men in the world because the systems in place are in place to make him just stay rich forever he's always gonna be a billionaire he's always gonna make more and more money it doesn't he could give he's trying to give away his money as fast as he can and he still can't keep up with how much money he's making 
People it's, like these systems uh, are just broken. These the rich are gonna stay hyper rich forever, and especially with the current president we have, he loves that shit. Like uh, he, you know, he's a rich kid, like type, wealthy type and stuff. That's been his whole shit forever, and. The, the, the right wing and stuff and like these people for whatever reason they just want to well I understand why they do the right wings the rich people want to stay rich and I get that but then I don't understand why all these kind of like hillbilly types and stuff that are so right wing it's directly not in your best interest <laughs> like these people are you're voting against yourself and I just truly don't yeah. understand it economically you're fucking yourself and it's just cra it's crazy. Well, they don't understand it economically. They don't understand uh, it politically it's, it's or sold in to any other. Yeah, on the, any the other right level. wing sells it. They're 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 better doing politics than the left. They're they're better lying and cheating and stealing and like for sure, for sure. and playing the game dirty because uh, yeah, the left is soft, unfortunately. But like um like what we're talking about really is like Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest men in the world. Like we've been talking about, he was taxed in two thousand and seven about thirteen percent of his entire earnings. Um, then Mitt Romney was taxed 14.3% on his entire earnings. The average middle class um, individual gets taxed up, taxed up to 30 to 33% on everything they make. That's almost double what the most richest men in the world. What is that? So they're already making money outside of us, and then we pay so much in taxes the so the government taxes. can take the, make their money when... We don't have any to give anymore. You stopped giving to us in 1973, and we feel it now in 2019. Yeah, we always feel it hasn't gone up. The the general, you, I mean, you gotta adjust for inflation, but people are making the same amount of money they did in the 70s now in the middle class and the lower class and stuff. And the rich people are making so much more than that. You hear all about, you know, especially Bernie Sanders talking about the 1%, the 1%, and it's because it is so, it's so absurd. It's just unfair and absurd, and it's like, they are just beating this country down. They're beating the pop, the people of this country down, and we don't have, yeah, we don't have any more to give, and yet we are getting squeezed dry while the richest of the rich are barely given anything. And like, what's that, just, just common sense-wise, what, why would you take more from all the littler people instead of taking, um, and take less from the rich people, why wouldn't you flip that around? And still take taxes from, you know, like 15% or whatever from all of the, like, the middle class and lower, and then take 30, 40, 50% from the, the hyper-rich. They're not, it's not gonna hurt their pockets. They're gonna be fine. I definitely agree. And then um, with that too, we could eliminate um, what the country's deficits in the trillions. We, oh yeah, uh, that's not even a thing anymore. We yeah, don't even talk oh, about never, that anymore. Yeah, we're never gonna be able to pay it back. We owe all these countries all this money student loan debts absurd all these things are just so high and they could be taken they, yeah just wiped away yes especially when um the wealthiest people in the world and in, in human history live in this country the well the, the greatest the Saudis, amounts, though they've no, been making a hell of money no the greatest amounts of wealth on this planet and in some cases ever to ever have existed in human history exists in this country right now so i guess what i'm saying is we we all feel like the little guy facing these administrations and these policies as we should because they've put us in a place to make us feel this way. Mm -hmm. But we are the 99%. Yeah. Get, get involved. Include yourself into what's going on, into the policy of this nation. It's so we can all feel the strength behind that 99%. Yeah. Because, um, like I said, uh, I quote them all the time, um... 
philosopher and sociologist Noam Chomsky says that the only way that we are going to overturn this inequality that we're suffering from this presidential administration that we're uh, honestly suffocating under is mass acts of activism. That means all of us coming together and deciding what we want once again. Um, another person, Robert Reich, who served in the under Kennedy, uh, he is a wealth and inequality specialist. He says that who should we emulate? If we are such in a deficit, who should we emulate? We should emulate ourselves. Ourselves mm -hmm. after um, World War II, when um, we were working and the taxation was more equal and the wealth was distributed in a more equal way so that we could have growth of middle class because the success of America lies completely on the middle class. Yeah, the middle class is what makes or breaks this country. And for whatever reason, the government and the ultra-rich have been gotten away with just chipping away at the middle class to the point where it almost doesn't exist. And we need to, we need to have a strong middle class. That's what, I think, what is it, 70%? of um yeah 70 percent of the u.s economy is consumer spending and who spends the most money it's the middle class of course so, of course so what we need to make sure we're doing is we're questioning the power elite we're following where the money goes because we need the people who hold the power are the lobbyists the yeah. people who can pay our politicians because the politicians are going to look the other way as these people who paid these lobbyists fill their pockets and create that gap we've been mm -hmm. talking about this whole time we have to pay attention. We should do it. We should talk about the lobbyists on their own episode. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So. Definitely, the lo the way the lobbyists work is it's kind of gross. Look at what you were taxed um, on your income taxes last year. Look at your lifestyle and what you have to do to maintain that. Well, and then I would say look at all that, but then also look at don't follow into just like the lame like oh I want to get a beer with this person or I like this candidate. Look at their policies and look at how it benefits you and your neighbors. Look at how. Don't, I mean, like, truly look at policy and stuff and what people's ideas are. Because so much of it is just watered-down versions and stuff that just kind of sounds good in talking points. But, like, there's, it needs to be a radical change. It needs to be something that's... We need to have more class consciousness in the middle class. Because um, once you really get into the uh, issue that is wealth and inequality and how insane it is... Issues like sexual orientation and race kind of fall by the wayside and are seen as what they are blinders to the American people to not see what the real problem is, which is this income gap. We are all here. We are all struggling within it. So we need to come together as the 99% and be involved. Don't just reside to voting for um, whoever you've always voted for. or And don't be afraid to question your party's ideals to see if you're even right. Get an opinion and get motivated and be part of the 99%. And I guess that means be pissed off because you should yeah. be. Uh, you have any closing thoughts though, Kellen? You know, really, just research, research these candidates. Like, really... They're not all the same, and it's not all just based on personality. Look at the policies. Look at truly think about the things that are going to help you the most. That's all. I agree with that definitely. Um, look into stuff. It's definitely on us. And I guess that's it for wealth and inequality on the pipeline this week. I hope you guys all have a great week till I see you again. And that's it for me. Bye. Take it easy.